Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, welcome to The Bachelorette After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. And this week we finally have an episode to talk about because it wasn't a recap episode. Thanks, ABC. Luke P. gets on his high horse once again and reminds everyone to stay in their lane. We're going to break it all down right after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz That's right. Yes. (laughs) Classic intro. Love it. Yes. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bachelorette After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, what an episode, guys. Wow. It was something. It, it was something. <laughs> it was something more than last week. Put it that way. Right. At the very least, we actually have an episode to talk about. What's up if you guys are joining us for the first time? Again, this is the Bachelorette After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Um, I am your host, Christine Alexis. Uh, we are down a panelist tonight. Our lovely host, Jeff, is in here. But I am joined. I know. Aww. We voted Sad him Sad moment. No, this was Survivor. We actually voted him off. He didn't get a rose. He didn't get a rose. I'm kidding. But I am joined by two of our amazing panelists. I've got the lovely Mike Thieling with me. What's up, guys? Excited to be back. I missed two weeks, but I was watching at home. And last week, I really thought I fell asleep. And oh I le- legitimately, I looked at my phone, I thought I fell asleep, I looked back and I said, did I miss an entire chunk of the episode? Nope. nope. No, you didn't. And we have the lovely Renee Ariel. Hey, you guys. Can I just say, Peter gets more lovable by each episode. Peter. Oh, my God. First of all, I, I feel like it needs to be addressed because you said it. Who knew Peter was Hispanic? No, no That's one. what I was saying in the chat, too. That's right. Yeah. No I, one. I got to big up to the chat because that is what everyone is talking about tonight. I mean, at least to start, Peter. Wow, a little Latin flavor for us. Sure. Thank you. Loved um, it. Yes. Uh, but we actually have an episode to talk about, guys. Uh, overall thoughts on tonight's episode? It was better than last week. I hate Luke, and he's manipulative and was gaslighting Hannah tonight, and I love Peter a lot. Ooh. Mike? Agree is definitely better than last week, but that's not really difficult to do. Um, I also dislike most of the guys at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and we finally agree on something. That's big. Yeah. That's big for the history of AfterBuzz. <laughs> and I think it's really obvious who the final two, maybe three are. Gosh. Even even before this episode, I feel like it's almost painfully obvious. And I think they're kind of stringing Luke along because, honestly, he's the only interesting thing going on in the show. I got to agree with you that it is becoming very painfully obvious who the front runners are. Um, I know we said, you know, we finally have something to talk about this episode, but it almost feels like filler because the drama and the suspense of who could potentially going home was lost on me because we kind of guessed it while we were watching. Well, look, the two guys, we're going to get to it, right? But the two guys that got eliminated, they barely spoke all season. We had very few interactions. Neither of them had a solo date, right? So this was almost a filler episode because we had to get two more people out to get to the real meat of it. I felt the same way. We were like, what's that one's name? Uh, uh, Dustin. And the other one, I wonder who's going to go home. Literally the two guys who we forgot about. They seem nice, but they didn't have a chance from the start. Dylan had a great exit mm-hmm. where he like said she was gonna. I mean the classic thing, but it was very sweet, and I was like, oh my god, Dylan! 
Colin, that's your name. You're sweet. Yeah, good guys. Go but... to paradise. Sure. Maybe. Potentially. Hmm. Well, we'll get to that later. And we have some tea about paradise as well as uh, as well as some more really, really scathing news and gossip, guys. You're going to want to stick around for that later. You know I got you with the tea. But we got to get into tonight's, into tonight's episode, which... Uh, we're still in Latvia, Riga to be exact. Riga got so much love. A lot. This episode. A lot, <laughs> An a lot. odd amount. A lot of romantic puns and just Riga-themed things. But um, That tourist board, really good money spent, right? guys. Yep. Um, but basically, we're starting off on just like a happier note. Hannah's happy. Um, you know, she wants to continue to have uh, a happy journey to find love and keep it positive. And we start the date off with a one-on-one with Garrett. Um, so the, the date card says, can I trust our love? Uh, and they went bungee jumping naked together. Thoughts on this episode, uh, on the date guys? See, my question is, were they actually naked or was Hannah topless in underwear? I cannot imagine that they were totally, I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. I think they were topless and like basically naked, but I cannot imagine them truly both but is it buck naked or butt naked? Because I think I've said it wrong. Both. I think it's it both. is. It's both. It is okay, both. Because yeah, yeah. I always said butt naked, and then someone wants to like it's buck naked. It's I was both. Like, Am it's I both. have I always been wrong my whole life? Anyways, can't imagine them actually being naked. I still hate Garrett. I'm sorry, Garrett. You're so beautiful. But you can't kiss. And you bother me now. I agree. I believe that it was supposed to be underwear. And I'm actually going to give it to her that Hannah pulled a little surprise and pulled her bra off at the last second. Mm, yep. That's what I think happened. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though prior to that point, like, the, the people who went before them came up to them naked saying, you got to do this naked. I think they were naked. I I like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, right? That's what we were saying. Right. I think that Hannah was really surprised. I think the producers probably told her it was going to be bungee jumping, and then all of a sudden there was naked people, and it's like, whoa, that's why. So that was real. Yeah. Otherwise, if she was all in on it, There'd be no reason to have a bra and have to take it off at the last second, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to show down there before you show up there. Let's be real. Um, Mike, we're really agreeing on a lot tonight. That's scary. We'll get into into something. I'm sure we (laughs) we haven't talked about Luke yet. We haven't talked about Luke yet. We we know we're going to spend some time on that. (laughs) But speaking of agreeing, um, the chat's agreeing with your sentiments, Renee. People are, um, Brie53 says, Garrett is so effing annoying. Um, People, the people are not feeling Garrett, and I have to say, I agree. Um, I mean, I think that just if we're talking specifically about their date right now, which we are, it was, it was a cute date, no? I can't sure. get over him. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so... I canceled Garrett after he pulled the petty move. Was it last episode? Speaking or was it eight years ago? Because last episode was so long and boring. Speaking of that petty move, I thought it was interesting that kind of before they get into the date, he is saying in his confessional that he learned a lesson. Actually, no, he said it to Hannah. That he learned a lesson from the cocktail party drama and that he's going to try to move past the the drama and just be more present with her, which is interesting because he stirs the pot again later in this episode. But whatever. Garrett, um, they they move on. After the bungee jumping date, they move on to their um, dinner together. And what I really like about this part of the date is that Garrett actually does ask Hannah a bit more about herself, which is what she's been harping on this whole time. Um, He asks her to open up about the hurdles that she's moved past to be who she is. What do you guys think about this this moment? Is it redeeming for him or are you still just like over it? No, I'm so over it. I thought it was like a sweet moment. I thought Hannah was well-spoken, probably because it wasn't in like a speech uh, cheers type of moment. But yeah, I just I'm just over, like does anyone does anyone in the chat like Garrett? Because truly, it doesn't look like it, and you know he's got to be bad if we agree. 
Yeah, I, look at us. Garrett, so I've been talking a lot. We were doing a little bit of the Ruthless recap, you know, with Jeff. And I've been talking about something I saw on another YouTube channel. So sorry, I don't remember, but it was a great channel. It might have been Bachelor Nation or something. But they mentioned this concept of white knights. And it never works out for the guys when they do this kind of stuff. And that's yeah. all I thought he was doing. It's like, yeah. you got to stop caring about what the other guys think or what the other guys are doing and just focus on Hannah. So what he did at their little dinner was Right on. That's exactly what he should have been. But you see, it's, it, too, it's too little, too late. I, I, I don't say, like it at this point. He's already, the, the taste in your mouth is bad. As yeah. a viewer, he's totally tainted for right. me. I'm just like, uh, I just kind of want him to leave at this point. He's got some love. Emily, Jenna, they love Garrett. All right. But That's good. not in general. In general, it's not going so good in the chat. Also, he still, he can't kiss. Like, that's what first sent him down this, like, hole of hate is, like, what is he doing to her mouth? And then slowly we realize he's also petty. And then he's just a pretty face. Really pretty, really pretty face. But that that's it. Garrett, you're saying? Garrett, I love his face. He's all right. I think he's super yeah. cute on the outside. Hannah's obviously into him. She keeps giving him a sure. chance, even though he clearly <laughs> stirred the pot on a lot of things. But she's giving him the benefit of the doubt. They obviously have a connection that she wants to keep him around yep. for. Um, then at their date, they they dance to this random cello player who's outside playing music for I them. I like that guy. Big up that guy. I hope that guy gets a lot more Instagram followers. And quick shout out to Olivia B in the chat. That is right. The channel I'm talking about is Bachelor Fantic. That's right. Thanks thank for you. That. Thank you. Thank you. That makes me feel like the producers are like, oh, she's going to send him home tonight. Like, we don't need to worry about getting, like, Luke Holmes to perform for them. And then they're like, oh, shoot. She kept him. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you see any, like, cello players on the street? Dude doesn't even know he was being filmed. <laughs> He's just like, what's happening? First of all, this is my corner. Get off my corner. Miss <laughs> Brown Sugar in the chat says, Hannah basically friend-zoned Garrett during the date. He's not long for this show. Mm. Friend-zoned? You got that vibe? I didn't get friend zone, but I also think he's going home next episode. That's my prediction. No, I, I got the vibe. I know what she's talking about. Because yeah. when he was asking those questions, he did a lot more talking than actually asking and talking about wanting to ask. Like, all these guys are doing, I really want to get to know you and find out how you really... Then just ask about her instead of talking about asking. Ask. But remember, they kept shooting back to her and she looked super bored. It was like a glazed That's, eye look I and just like, it's going and he's she, talking and talking and talking. His most interesting fact about him. So I was like, well, like, every one of my family was really into football. Oh, yeah. And but I, I hate was, it. I did football. Did you see her face drop when she said he hated football? Yeah, because she's super roll-tied. Roll Bama said, yeah, of course. Guys, but also, it's boring. Literally, that whole, like, you're opening up about that about yourself, that you realize you didn't like football, and your family was into football, and then you're over football. Like, what? I, I, could, I couldn't. It just, yeah, it goes to a boring spot. Yeah, it kind of fell flat. I mean, the biggest part of their date was the fact that they went nude bungee jumping because that kind of kicked off all the drama that comes afterwards. Everything else, as exactly. we kind of discussed, it was a setup. A little it was a setup for Luke. A little bit of setup. Um, but before we move on to the second part, the group date, um, we want to tell you a little bit about AfterBuzz. Oh, yes. Um, first of all, <laughs> we'd like to thank you all for making us the ESPN of TV talk. But you know what? You may be surprised. I was surprised that we have so many more shows besides this show here. Uh, if you subscribe to our channel, we have many more reality shows to watch. We have other AfterBuzz channels for, like, dramas, comedies, mm-hmm. and all your favorite shows. So make sure to tune into those. Plus, you may not know this if you're watching, but... We are on Apple Podcasts. What? Which means you could go on there right now, like this second, and rate us five stars. And 
We'll give you a special shout out if you do that. Please do that. If you love The Bachelor, give us five stars on iTunes, which is now Apple Podcasts. And we love you guys. Love it. it. Give us a big thumbs up in YouTube land. YouTube land and Apple uh, Podcast land. (laughs) (laughs) So before we move on to talking about the group date, we actually do need to spend a moment and just talk about what happened after Garrett came home from the date. Because the guys are sitting around and he starts going off about how amazing his date was. And, you know, spilling some details, kind of doing a little kiss and tell, I guess, if you want to put it that way. And this is when Luke P. just becomes incredulous that Garrett would share these kind of details about what they did. He's incredulous over what they did. And it's just, this is where we really start to see the thread unravel, at least within this episode with Luke. Yeah. Am I right? Absolutely. Um, did you guys think <laughs> Although that not was... really unravel because he's still there. He's so. still there. <laughs> the threat is strong. It's... There's a lot of ravels. Do you guys have an issue with the way Garrett brought up his date at all? Did you think that he was like showing off or just was it casual? It was a little peacocky for me, a little, but I also think because I've already written him off, I'm biased. So I think if I liked Garrett, this wouldn't have come across in an unlikable way like it did for me. Yeah. However, I don't think it then validated what uh, Luke's reaction was whatsoever. But then again, that's everything Luke reacts to. I say objectively, it didn't bother me Mm -hmm. because I know this is a show thing. They come back, they're supposed to all, they're all always hanging out in the little thing with the couches and they all have to tell about their date. It's super produced, you know they're going to do it and all the contestants should know they're going to do it. So I didn't think it was super braggy or anything like that. It just is what the show is. He's going to talk about his date. Absolutely. And even when the guys aren't on the date, they have them sit in the room together and right. talk about what he thinks going on on Purposely the date. Cause Purposely cause drama. Yeah. It's like so, these guys are making out with her like crazy. Like we said, she's jumping on a lot of these guys. Lot. So for any of them to come back from a date and be like, we made out. And the other ones to act. Oh my! Oh, oh, I need to kiss my girl. Like, come on! They watched her kiss someone off on the group date, yeah. so it's like they can't not assume those things are exactly. going on. They're eating fish heads and making out. I think though, it's the way you say it. For me, it's not that he shared what happened on the date. It was, and that's why I think I'm biased because I've already written him yeah. off. Like for me, it was kind of his tone and the way he said it. Because I do believe. If it were Peter and he was sharing that information about that date, it wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had a second thought. It was the way Garrett said it, and probably that stems from how I've seen him communicate with like Luke in the past. And mm-hmm. it just, it, I don't know. It feels like he would be the type to say something knowing that it would hopefully maybe trigger Luke for funsies. Not because he's like he feels like he needs to, but because he hates that dude. Mm-hmm. He's like. Uh-huh. And I don't like it because I think it's petty. And that's where this all comes from. I think it's fascinating because I like seeing Luke get triggered now. Because it's so easy. If It's so easy. But honestly, it's the only thing. Tell me what you guys think. I think it's the only thing interesting right now in the season. If everybody's dates go amazing uh-huh. and all the connections are fantastic, then there's literally no drop. All the well, other guys know. are like high-fiving each other like, oh, yeah, Pete, you deserve this solo date. No, I'm trying to win the show. I want to be with her. I don't care what you deserve or what you think, whatever. I See, don't know. But I, just, I disagree only to say that I think even if Luke P. wasn't in the equation, this process brings out the crazy in people. If it wasn't him, it would have been someone else. Like, I don't think even if he wasn't there, they'd be all high-fiving each other and being happy. I think someone else would reveal themselves to be a problem child. You think so? I okay. agree. I don't, I, don't, I, think, I don't think any season is devoid of a villain of any sort. Like, 
it, it could have very well, Garrett could have been That's the problem child had Luke not been in the equation. And he would have been the source of all of our drama this whole season. Like, yeah. for me, it was such a loss when uh, Crystal was sent home on our season. Because here's the thing. I hate watching Luke. I think he represents something just I really don't like with his toxic masculinity and the gaslighting. I just don't like it. Crystal was a ball of a time. I loved Crystal. One of my favorite moments in The Bachelor is when Crystal comes home from her date. The bowling like, date? The, no, <laughs> the bowling date and just pouts in her room. Great. Honestly, <laughs> great TV. She also, it's a known thing, obviously, in The Bachelor world that, like, you come back from your date and then you talk about your date. And in another episode, Crystal just wouldn't tell anyone about her date and she had the first one. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was so confused. Yeah. But, I like Crystal. She's engaged now. She is engaged. Paradise works, baby. Paradise works. There's hope for us all. So I think that because when we lost Crystal, I was like, oh man, what? where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. There will still be drama when Luke, please go home next episode. I feel like he might, um, when he does go home. But it'll be a different kind of drama because it's getting down to like the last five or six or whatever. So now it's just going to be like, ooh, now we all have real feelings for her. So who's not meant to be here and stupid shit like that? The chat seems pretty divided. Joseph Boza agrees with you, Mike. He says, amen, Mike. Luke falling for Hannah is the only thing that is great about this show. Hmm. I I mean, now I'm not going to spoil it, but the news we've got later put such a bad light Ugh. on people we think are genuine yep, that it's like, oh, it. I don't know what to tell you think now. Anyway. Oh, let, you guys, let you guys chew on that. We gotta, we gotta move on from that. We'll get to it, but we, let's move on to this group date. Um, on this group date, we have Mike, Jed, Tyler, Dustin, Luke, Connor, and Dylan. And the date card says, let's discover Riga, a.k.a. let's walk around and have a normal date, <laughs> which is <laughs> what they do. Uh, which we said this off screen. It's exactly like Mike's date, his one-on-one date, and exactly like Jed's one-on-one date. Just walking around, kind of seeing the sights and sounds. It's an unfun group date. You're this was meant head. to be a solo date. There was no kind of crazy activity. There was no little challenge for them to all try to battle over to get a little one-on-one time with her or anything like that. Maybe she just really wanted a chill experience here and no drama or no kind of Keep the fighting good vibes or anything. Going. I guess so. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not what I want to see. Maybe they're like out of budget. Maybe. <laughs> Riga is expensive. There's some interesting some interesting things that happen on the date. As you mentioned, somebody was eating a fish head. They took some moonshine shots, which I think got Hannah real lit. Yeah. And had a little verbal diarrhea there sharing about her date with the guys, which, you know, is it okay for the guys Luke to talk about went, amongst uh, themselves and not her? Yeah, he was doing was, on that one. The producers put him right next to her. Yeah, let's talk, talk about, about that moment. Date. She's literally, what are they, on a train or something? They're traveling somewhere, and she's just like, oh, my God, guys. Like, the other day, I did this. Like, she's talking to her girlfriends. I couldn't right. believe how forward she was about it. Um, not knocking her for it, but I just thought it was interesting to bring that up on the date. And Luke is just throwing shade the entire time. I found yeah. that interesting because... My impression when she did that was, oh, she's really comfortable with what happened on the date. It wasn't a very intimate or anything like that kind of experience. So that's why she's comfortable just telling everybody like it's not a big deal. That was how I interpret it. That's not how Luke saw it. No, Luke was like, your naked, your temple against Garrett? Temple. Yeah, he makes some really interesting comments about is is that the point in the episode where he says it was a boneheaded mistake? Um No, it's he, when he goes to talk to her. Right, right, right. Yeah. Later on. That's when he, he goes to voice his concerns in the way that 
he's been instructed to do by Hannah. She wants him to be vocal about how he feels, and he brings it to her later and tells her that he was not comfortable with what they did on the date. Someone in the chat, super quick, C, capital C, little c, space capital C, brought up a perfect point here. Uh, loved it when Tyler C. brought flowers on the group date. I just wanted Very to point true. that out because that's exactly what you got to do, especially on this kind of date, is you make time to have a little private one-on-one date. I agree. That move definitely paid off in his favor later on because he ended up getting the group date rose. But great move by Tyler. Not so great move by Luke, which we'll get into. Um, so... Uh, did we? Ha- Where are we at with this? Uh, they have good vibes, and then later on, right? So Hannah and Luke talk about how he felt about what she did, right? Kind of exposing himself here, kind of saying some slut shamey comments. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like, in his mind, at least, he is some kind of reformed, born again. At least that's kind of how he's portraying himself. That he ran around with a lot of girls in college. He talked to Jesus in the shower, and now he's, you know, born again. Which hundred percent, there are folks out there, and that's their experience. And that's fantastic. I don't think Renee is buying it. I. <laughs> but that's how it comes off. That's how he he seems to be treating her. Right. He is okay. Who, Luke? Let me just tell you the point that he has tried to make to Hannah is so toxic and unhealthy because it's it's a way of like he's trying to take control it is manipulative later on he then shows another manipulative behavior which is gaslighting of like taking it back and just making her think that he said what would be okay enough to make her keep him around I don't like him at all. I don't like his reaction to this because it, it does stem from, like, the need to control Hannah. Mm-hmm. This has nothing... You can do whatever you want with yourself, and if you're born again after being an F-boy in the past, good for you. Those Honestly, are your beliefs. go for it. You want to stay a born-again virgin until you meet your wife? Absolutely go all day, have fun. But, like, you can't then try to control someone else and what they do with their body. But even the fact that it, it didn't, this didn't even have to do with him freaking out about sex. It was that she exposed herself to another man in a non-sexual setting. And he didn't feel like that was that was out of control. And it's so disgusting to me. The fact that he felt it was his place to tell her about it. Yeah. And what, what threw me off the most was he started the conversation comparing it to, like, what it feels like to be cheated on. Yep, and I was yeah. like, "Dang, yeah. that's like yeah. the point in here. Like, you stretch that." Like, and now this is what we were talking about a little bit when it happened. I think that that was actually a genuine reaction. I think he's got a very short fuse, and I think he found out he got hyper jealous real fast, and I think he flew off. And I think she, just like you were saying when we were watching it, he thought she would appreciate him saying this. But that's the problem. He planned it. That's the manipulativeness. It's not like he went in and that was his genuine reaction. It feels like he planned out that conversation. Clearly not well, but he wanted to say, he. I mean, even the way he went back to like, I want to be there for you when you mess up. Like, no matter what, I want to be, like, he was trying so hard to be manipulative, but because he is a little dumb he didn't do it in a really great way because that's what i do believe that when he comes back to her when he was saying the 
at least this one part of when he was like, if you make mistakes, I'll still be on your side. I genuinely think that he wanted those things to be separate, but it just came out so wrong because he's trying oh, yeah. to manipulate her. Saying it, saying it at the same time definitely came out wrong. Do you, just for devil's advocate. Yeah, what's up? Do you give him any credence or credit because she really did say last episode that she wants him to be more forthcoming with his feelings and what he actually thinks. Just no. playing devil's advocate, that would be the response to do if he really felt yeah, that way. But, but the problem is, th- that's not that's different. It's saying, like, hey, this is how I'm feeling in the moment. That's a whole other thing than trying to control and judge her for the choices she makes with her body. And honestly, that's another way he's manipulative because he can go back to you told me that I should say how I'm feeling and now I'm saying how I'm feeling which is then guilting her when let me tell you you can meet someone like someone say hey I want you to open up to me and if they say to you like hey sometimes like I dream of like killing animals you can be like oh thanks for sharing but I don't want to date you anymore and at any point that's fine and they can't go back and say but you told me to say how I was feeling which is what Luke will do and I don't like that the, the thi- I'm sorry yeah no I agree <laughs> with Renee I completely think that he misinterpreted what she was saying when she's saying share your feelings it's saying like I feel vulnerable right now or just just more about who he is and not being so robotic it's not giving you a free pass to just say unkind things or untrue things or things that are really out of his lane mm-hmm. see what I did there 100% but what I'm saying now is he is damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. So even if he was good on 100% really, okay, he could have worded it properly if that was his actual gut jealous reaction to hearing about that. There's a right way to word it and to come off so you don't do what he did. But, but he, it's, no, it's going to look terrible no matter what he does now no, because be, we know how he is. But it, that's no, that's not what it is. It, it's it, the intent, it's his intention behind it. If his whole thing was, hey, I heard that you were naked with Garrett and I'm realizing that like this through this process that I'm falling for you and like I got jealous and it, it made me uncomfortable and I know you have every right to do whatever you want to do. I'm just realizing like how hard this process is. Right. Fair. But to say, hey, you were naked with another guy and you and it was just like bungee jumping it, without him being your husband and blo- like that's yeah, so those, judgmental. That's not sharing that's, your feelings. That's that's imposing your judgments on someone. I don't like it. No, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. It the fir- the first icky. way there's a way to say it correctly, but yeah. I don't think he can overcome But that's the problem though. It's not that he actually feels that way. Yeah, that's the difference. Sure. Well, now if he said the first thing that you said, it would still be him being manipulative because, because he knows the right thing to say. Exactly. Right? It's, There's no way he can't win anymore. But it's not that he's not. It's not that we're saying he can't win because now we're judging him and blah blah blah. It's because we know that this is what he does. Is he a douchey parrot? He repeats back exactly what Hannah wants him to say. So that's why we'd feel that way. Not because he can't win. Because then if he comes around, he already said how he feels. So why would he go back and be like, no, I actually meant this like that's bullshit that i mean the whole when i know you're gonna go to it later but the whole him trying to backtrack on what he actually said that was very very poor that was obviously calculated you could tell his cogs were turning on how can i fix this and still try to stay on the show because he absolutely was referencing that it was Mm -hmm. the same breath your temple your naked temple was pushed up on this other guy but hey if you do boneheaded stuff i'm gonna be here for you and i'm so like it's it's obvious man it was a really bad walk back 
And, and, you know, Cheyenne Taylor in the group chat made a good point. She says the way he talked to her was unacceptable. She should have confronted him right then and there. The delayed reaction just fogged the whole situation, which is, I, I agree, because she didn't feed into it when he brought it up the first time. She kind of pulled him aside later and told him how she felt about it. I guess she needed some time to process. See, I think the girl just wanted a non-drama night. I think no, she was I, like, honestly, I, I can't deal with this right now. I had a great day. I'm having so much fun, and I'm going to continue to have fun tonight, and I'm not going to deal with this. I think she completely um, compartmentalized this and then brought it up later as opposed to like needing to process it. I think she just didn't want to deal. Because who would? Every episode, there's something with Luke. Yeah, I mean, but then later on, like... That gave Luke some time to forget what he said and then backtrack on what he said and just gaslit her. Like, just completely gaslight but her. But you know, we can scream about this for the next 20 minutes, but it's working. He's still there somehow. Yeah, it can't just, just be Chris Harrison being no, like, keep a, him. But no, it, this is a perfect example of like abusive relationships. A lot of the time when you are being manipulated and someone is gaslighting you, you do question yourself. And I don't think Hannah's confident enough in how she feels uh, for him and, and like which direction that is. I mean, even think of like when she said, I'm either falling for him or he's driving me crazy. Toxic relationships, you guys, when you don't know if it's like, oh, but these strong feelings and these rushes, but like also there's a lot of manipulation and gaslighting and a lot of toxic behavior. That's not something to be ignored. That's not love. That's not what love is supposed to be. And I think a lot of people experience this and seeing it play out on TV is a whole other ball game, but like recognizing it for what it is is very important mm-hmm. so we don't get into unhealthy patterns ourselves and I hope Hannah will realize this I'm sure she will in the next couple of episodes but this does happen to people it absolutely does happen to people yeah I'm I'm a little surprised that it's happened to her because I think she is a really strong person and she's a strong woman and she hasn't known them that long so I think a lot of I mean everybody's different obviously right and we're not psychiatrists or anything like that but a lot I think a lot of very bad relationships, very manipulative relationships, they do have the benefit of time. So the mm. person who's getting manipulated can say, well, when we first met, everything was great. So something just happened, so I have to fix it. She doesn't have a lot of time invested in him or anything invested in well, him, really. So I, I'm just, I totally agree with what you're saying. I totally know it. I'm still surprised that just by herself, she really wants to keep this going. I think it's producer interaction. But this is another thing about toxic relationships. A lot of them hold on to whether that be a week, a day, a month, a year, when it was good. You keep wanting it to go back to when it was good because that was an ultimate high. It's the rush. It's like what she said in the beginning, how she had the strongest connection off the bat with Luke. Right. All she Night wants one with the shirt is, off. It, is for it to go back to that. And think about it this way. Yes, sure, they haven't had a lot of time together. But this show is to find your soulmate in like three months. So everything, your feelings are heightened. Everything's a bit more extreme. So yes, I'm sure she's holding on to that first uh, night or week or whatever it was that things were so good because that's a big chunk of how long she's known any of them. Allison makes a great point. You can be a strong woman and be in an abusive relationship. Oh, absolutely. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I'm not trying to dismiss that whatsoever. Um... I just think with all of the, I, I don't know, you know. But I think it's she's one clouded of those somehow. You don't know until you've been in it or you've had a friend be in it because you can only speak on your own experience. Sure. But I think a lot of, like, a lot of women in my life that are so strong have gone through something like this. And I, I, I when you're like hearing them explain it and justify it, you're, I'm a very empathetic person. So, like, 
I hear them and I I get it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like we should just wrap up the whole Luffy <laughs> Garrett thing because I know they talk about it later after Peter's um, one-on-one. Yeah, let's on give one, Pete but I feel his like, 30 seconds here. Sh- should we break or go back to this? Because I feel like we're in the thick of talking about it already. Let's break. We'll come back. I mean, we'll, yeah, there's plenty we'll to say. We'll come back to it. We'll, we'll pause on the, the Luke P. Hanna <laughs> drama and talk about something brighter and lighter, which is Peter's one-on-one date with Hannah Beast. Um, the date card says it's time. Uh, no, actually, what I wrote down was Hannah says it's time for Peter to have all of me like he deserves. And I was like, okay, girl. Mm. Clearly, Loud she's, and clear. She's been waiting for this one for a while, and so has Peter. Can we believe like this is the first time he's had some like a real one-on-one with Hannah? It's been forever. I know. I just think he's been so solid that it didn't matter. That's a good point. I think so. He stayed out of the drama, except for last week when he spoke up and said, I'm over the sh... It was so (laughs) cute, I think she was just so solid with him that he didn't need the one-on-one. So that's how I think up till now. And now he definitely deserves it. Yeah, she's really ready and willing to give him the reassurance that she quote-unquote, says he needs. They have a Latvian-style spa date together, um, <laughs> which was kind of comical for us. That couple that they brought in to kind of see them through it and randomly sing to them. I love them. I love that guy <laughs> and his wife smacking people with the laurel leaves or whatever. It was awesome. Yeah, they have they have some fun together. It gets real hot and heavy yeah. inside of the, yeah. the, the Peerts, which is their sauna experience together. Um, lots of straddling going on. <laughs> Um, real bonding experience. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's what happens at the spa. Any any thoughts on that? I love Peter. I think I, I think I said that one, one time earlier this episode. Sometime this season you <laughs> mentioned it. Um, listen, if Peter doesn't win this season, he better be Bachelor. He is the only person that has yet to piss me off in some way that I know their names. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. that's all I'll say. I thought that their little shack there with the sauna looked like something out of that new horror movie, Midsummer, you And I'm really that. excited for that movie, so I was about to be excited to see what happened to them. It was a little bit culty when they were going in there. It was kind of like you're going to enter the pit and the two will become one. Very I much. So wow, well, like what they're dressing them with crowns and stuff. It seems like a sacrifice, but they it was do, okay. Yeah, they do some like sensual spice tasting. It's like... They really go all into it. What is Midsummer? It's M I. So uh, our producer there, Ryan, in the chat, put it down. But it's actually M I D S O M M E R. Yeah, and duh. it's a it's an upcoming <laughs> horror film that um, Jordan Peele said was, was like the, the most... craziest. So I'm excited. When does it come out? Uh, we are not. Real, Ryan, check out, check on that, <laughs> producer Ryan. Yeah, we're not sponsored by Midsummer, <laughs> but. I thought well, you were shortening Midsummer's Night Dream. No, no, like, no, no. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I could see that when you were like, oh, this reminds me of that. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking it's of coming up soon. Peter, everyone in the chat is loving Peter. They're loving the action that Peter and Hannah t- had together. Um, yeah, and again, as I said at the top, who knew that Peter was Hispanic? He definitely dropped in a cute little line in Spanish, and I was, so cute. I was feeling it, guys. I don't know about you, but... It's like, hey, daddy. Peter fever. It comes over you. Peter, yeah. he's keeping it spicy. He's, he's great. Well, we liked him since episode one, so definitely. not surprising. And I love that in this date as well. She went into it really wanting to assure him that he's in a good spot, and he does the same. He reassures her that he's all in. He says, I really, really like you. 
I almost thought he was going to say, I'm starting to fall in love with you, but clearly Peter's not there yet, but he really, really is into her. He asks her, asks her about where her strength and her confidence comes from. Um, and I love that she actually flipped the question on him about his career and how that affected his dating life. I thought that was such a great question yeah. to ask someone who is a pilot for a living. And he's only 27 years old, guys. I- I'll tell you, I'm 27 right now. I'm single and... I like to have fun, so I can only imagine someone like him who's living this high life, jetting around, but then presents as, like, this super sweet guy who's ready for love. I like that Hannah took that time to, like, see through that and be like, well, how does this affect your relationships? Got to be pretty rough, because pilots are always on the go. They got weird, weird schedules, a lot of time overnights and things like that. And I've heard some really depressing stories of them super being shut-ins when they come back from their trips. And it's also very scheduled, you know, so... It yeah. can be rough. I know a few pilots. Um, I know pi- I don't know any pilots from like major airlines or anything. I know uh, all the pilots I know fly private. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, they, uh, they that's like they either <laughs> teach people how to fly or they fly someone for a living. Um, but their schedules are so crazy, yeah. and it's impossible to, yep. to maintain a stable relationship, at least with the ones I know. So I can't imagine if you're working for a major airline constantly on the go. But you know what? If he wins, he can just sell Sugar Bear hair gummies (laughs) from the comfort of his own home. That's true. You're welcome, Peter. I mean, call we've, me. we've been so high. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> DM her. No, call DM Peter. Her. I mean, call no, her you name. don't have her phone number. <laughs> I mean, we've been so high on Peter. Like, do we think th- that admission will change his chances at all? Or do we think Hannah just doesn't care? No. She's, I don't think she she's, she's like the a, She's looking for those companion tickets. Right? Little buddy <laughs> yeah. cash. She's like, babe, where are we going this week? And you know all the, the couples travel after the show anyway. That's the only oh, way yeah. they keep their relationship alive is extreme situations because... The real world will expose you. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Peter does bring up that he was in a very serious relationship. And, you know, Renee made a good comment that maybe it was cut. Because I was like, he really didn't say much no. at all. He just said that it got pretty serious, but it didn't work out. Why? Like, why? Yeah. Give us more. Like, was it the distance? You were just talking about your schedule. Was it because of that? Was it because of something else that we don't know about you yet? I want to know, Peter. Tell us. Yeah, I would also like to know, and I, I just, I fully believe it's one of those things where, like, it's boring and off-camera, and all they want is, like, the one-liner that they can use right. for, like, well, it didn't work out, but maybe that's why I'm here, you know? Yep. Hmm. Well, their conversation went well regardless. Um, and then later on that night, we're gonna we're gonna get back to the Luke P. Garrett stuff. But thought it was good to point out that you know Jed does his thing. He goes to find Hannah during the cocktail ther- uh, ceremony, sings to her again. Surprise! The same song, dude. A lot it's of the songs. same song. It was the same song as the talent portion. The Mr. Right. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, I mean he definitely, did not like that. He goes for a big moment though. He's outside of her window, like. You know, with the guitar and everything. Like, he really is is just showboating. I, w- I wanted a random other Latvian to come out of their window and be like, shut up. <laughs> We're trying to sleep. <laughs> American oh production God. company. He would have blended that into the song somehow. That'd been great. Like, shut up. But he wants Something to come like inside. That. He wants to come inside. If he does come inside, they make out. 
they uh, they get real hot and heavy. So Jed is definitely still in her good graces at this point, which if Shouldn't you stay be. tuned, a couple minutes later, we're going to get into some news and gossip that'll definitely change whether or not Jed is still in your good graces. I see the chat going off. Caitlin Weaver, like a very good know. comment. Jed was trying hard for that record deal tonight. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? Get, like falsetto notes I at will one sing point? anytime, anywhere. On the spot. And put me in the little vignette after the roses are handed out to you, he, please. He's like, this one's for Atlantic Records. I, I mean Hannah. This one's right, for Hannah. Right. <laughs> People in the chat, though, are definitely... Hope Lockwood says Jed can't sing. Like, Olivia, at all. Olivia B. Olivia B. is trying to spill our tea a little bit early. Oh, we're getting to it. We're getting Ooh, to it. Okay, so let's, let's wrap up the episode, guys. Mm. After this point, um, you know, Luke P. and Garrett confront each other again. A lot of lane talking. A lot of lane talking. People in this lane, that lane, whose lane, looking at other lanes. This is almost as annoying as the last analogy that took off on Bachelor Nation, which was between Eric and the guys on Bachelor in Paradise talking about moving with the cheese. I swear oh, yeah, to God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that my was, oh, Honestly, that was PTSD, let's oh, not get back to moving that with was the bad. cheese. Yeah, it yeah. I can't. nuts. And this felt like it was leaning into that territory of like, okay, guys, we get it. Don't look out the window. Or maybe you can see through the window. Or maybe you need no. to stay in your lane. Yeah. Oh, but you can't. Don't if you text look over, and drive. Don't, yeah, what? It's good advice, but the analogies are way getting away from everything, you know? It was just... Wait, the best was, uh, I think Hannah's putting one and two and three together. (laughs) Not the expression. (laughs) Not the one. Just two and two. But we definitely want to get your guys' take on when Garrett and Luke really confront each other, and Garrett becomes a little bit of a hypocrite, right? Yeah, well, you had a great take on that, Mike. Do you want to... Just say how you feel yeah, about it. Yeah, if I can it. remember it. So, <laughs> we got a couple so, minutes left. So originally, Garrett wants Luke to not talk about any of the guys when he's with her. Fine. And he does, and then he gets angry. So then during this little interaction, Luke says, okay, if you don't want this to go any further, don't mention anything about me mm-hmm. at the cocktail hour. And then Garrett says, what's none of your business what I talked to her about? That's completely hypocritical. It's also none of his business what Luke's talks about then completely. So you can't have it both ways. Either everybody's going to just shut up about all the other guys or they're all going to keep spilling everything that happens to her. Which we know is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to keep upsetting her and it's still the wrong move to make. Pilot Pete isn't talking about other dudes. Tyler's not really talking about other dudes, right? Tyler doesn't talk a lot. He just... Stairs. Yeah, but he's Tyler. doing fantastic. He's got a rose already, too. Like, the guys that just chill in the background, except my man Grant. Grant was robbed this season. Listen. The guys who just chill in the background and let all these other idiots, like, go off, they're doing the best. See, mm-hmm. Tyler and Peter both brought up the drama this week during their one-on-one, like, their one-on-one time with her in a way that didn't make them look bad. They brought yeah. it up in the yes. sense that, like, we hated to see how sad you were. I was upset because you were of the upset. Drama. Yes. So they handled that well. Unfortunately, Luke P. and Garrett didn't, and we are short on time, so mm. we're going to wrap it up there because we know we're going to have more to talk about next week when these two go head-to-head because they both got a rose tonight. So let's just get into this last row ceremony. Um, you know, eliminated were Dustin and Dylan. Who? They're gone. Who and who? Exactly. <laughs> no, we're kidding. Um, they're gone from the competition. Luke P gets the final rose of the night. Um, not surprised. Not surprised at all. Yeah. I mean, uh, what else do we have to say about that? Hannah looked great in her dress. Oh, oh awesome dress. That dress was everything. Sick. But how is she going to top it? That's the perfect. Oh my god! Gotta I tune love. In. You gotta tune in next week. Tune in next Ooh, week. See what the dress. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, I hate that we're rushing through this last bit, but it we was do. not an interesting rose ceremony. It, would, it, it literally we called it. Renee was played by playing it right away. Yep. 
Yep. I can predict uh, three seconds in advance. That's yeah. right. Three seconds. My spoiler. special talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's and powerful. It goes back to our overall sentiments about the episode when we first started. That it just it's at this point it's very easy to see who the front runners are, and we're really getting down to trimming that fat and getting down to the nitty gritty. So, really quick before we get into some news and gossips, gossip predictions for next week, guys. Please, actually, it's more of a prayer. Uh, that Luke P goes home. <laughs> I'm hoping that next week, I'm hoping we're not doing a Colton fence jump thing. Uh, and I hope that next week is when she gets really upset. And if it is Luke, that he's the one that the confrontation over her sexuality and who she slept with and things like right. that comes to a head next week. Yeah, I, I also predict that that's going to happen next week, only because I was really pissed off last week that the, the teaser for the rest of the season gave so much of that away. It did, it did. I, I mean, I know we disagreed over that, Renee, but I really felt like, I was like, man, I would have liked that to be a more of on-the-spot reveal, but then again, knowing that it is, or that it appears to be Luke, well, yeah, just seems like... That's the thing. Whatever. By this episode, we would have figured it was him anyway. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, by this episode, who else setup. would it have been? And then if it's not him, that's a huge shock. That's a big shock. So, that's right. Yeah. If they're I'm editing that around shock. somebody else and it's not Luke, that's crazy. But I think either way, this episode would have spoiled it. Because, like, Luke is the one calling her body a temple. Oh, man. Uh, real quick, uh, the chat did agree that um, Hannah looks amazing at Emerald, but I gotta say, I disagree. <gasps> we did not love the pink fur. We didn't like oh, that fuzzy no, fur. Yeah, no, the, the, the pink, Emerald no. weren't feeling that. The emerald green was great, but emerald green was everything. We didn't like the fur. Alright, really quick, we got some news and gossips for you guys. Bachelor Nation. I'm so sad. If you've been with us for this entire live stream right now, you guys in the chat have been dying to talk about the allegations that have come out against Jed Wyatt. He is one of the front runners, as you guys can obviously tell, but this week, um, his ex-girlfriend named Haley Stevens came forward with allegations that they were together before he got on the show, that they were dating for about four months. They were four months into their relationship. They went on vacation together. They went on a two-week vacation to the Bahamas and said, I love you to each other. He reiterated right before he went on the show that he was going on to further his music career. He wanted a platform and specifically said that he wanted to be in the top five to gain some significance. She quoted him as saying, I don't want my dad to have to help me pay my rent anymore. Yeah. Now... Since this has come out, Jed has not responded to the claims. Um, we have a picture up of Jed and his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend um, Haley Stevens, who's also a Nashville-based musician. People was the first to cover the article. Um, if we can get that picture up, they're on the beach together, presumably at that vacation. And apparently, he ghosted her after. Wow. So when he did eventually come back, and she said she doesn't know whether or not he's engaged. I think she just doesn't want to break his NDA or whatever. She said that um, she, he didn't even call her like he promised. When he got back, she heard it from someone else. And when she ran into him, he said, "How have you been?" And she went, how do you think I've been? And then he said something like, I just didn't know how to tell you. And that's all we know. And they have not talked about their relationship since. Could you imagine? Right. Not I hate her Mr. Now. Right. Now, it's, it's good to point out. <laughs> Mr. Wrong. Mr. Wrong. <laughs> Considering tonight's episode and some of the very prophetic things Jed said about being the right guy for her, it, it definitely it feels very icky. Now, Jed is still technically on the show, so he can't comment on it, I don't I don't believe, because it's still airing, so yeah. it's going to take some time for us to get to the bottom of this. Um, she can, though. She can. If she's truly scorned, but yep. And we, as the public, have a right to kind of say how we feel, even though we are just getting one side of the story sure. here, but we'll continue to stay on top of that for you guys and follow it as it develops. Also, in Bachelor Nation this week, Lauren Bushnell and Chris Lane um, got engaged. They announced that they are... Woo-woo. Good for them. Getting Good engaged. Them. Um, somebody go check on Ben Higgins, please. Make sure he's okay. <laughs> 
Um, and then the last piece of news is you guys know Bachelor in Paradise is filming right now, and Chris Randone and Crystal Nielsen got married. They said I do on the beach in Mexico. So, Aww. yeah, they look great. That's cute. We'll get to see that unfold when the show airs. Which, by the way, if you guys haven't been keeping up, it's actually airing on August fifth. It was supposed to air on July 29th, which is why I think we got a filler episode last week. I think Ah. ABC needed to fill that chunk of time with something else. Okay. Um, A lot of people were speculating as well that the sit-down with Chris Harrison was definitely filmed after the fact. She spoke about a lot of the guys in the past tense, even though it was a recap, but we're getting these vibes that just... It, it was very much a filler kind of produced thing. So we're getting a lot. I, I know we got to wrap. We got a lot of really interesting comments in the chat right now. The fact that Jed and this woman were not married, almost so that means it's okay. Once this wraps, we're going to read all the comments in the video. Let us know what you guys think in all the yeah. comments down below. Is that true? Just the fact that they're not married, does that make a difference? Because no. I don't think it does, but we got to we gotta go. <laughs> we definitely got to wrap. And, oh, God, this just shows how much we love talking about all this tea with you guys. I just want to say really quick, thank you so much, everyone who joined us in the live chat tonight. You guys are amazing. Thanks for the energy. Keep Rock. bringing it. And, again, we're going to address your comments right after this. Um, I'm Christine Alexis. Thank you guys for joining me this week. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christine Bean with three E's. And where can they find you, Mike? Guys, I'm Mike Feeling. Thanks for hanging out. You can find me everywhere at Mike Feeling. If you like the relationship reality shows, I host Married at First Sight on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. PST. Woo! And hey, guys, you can follow me at Renee Ariel on Instagram and on Twitter. And I'm reporting on Pop Culture News Monday through Friday on Shared News. Check it out. Boom! Yes, guys. And we will see you right here next week. We'll be your Mr. Right. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 